when we met with you, you weren't just selling us the life insurance policy. You were actually helping us put it in action and you showed us some turnkey alternatives and, and we actually looked into right. and ended up going that route even before the cash flow tactics. So you were giving us the value times 10 with this life insurance policy. You, you showed us that, hey, this is your policy now and here's what you can do with it. And because of that, we were able to get in the Memphis market and start buying some real estate after that. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome, uh, one and all. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. This is your one-stop shop, your only place for comprehensive financial education to become financially free in 10 years or less. You are on today with me, Ryan Lee, and it is my pleasure, it is my privilege, it is my honor to be interviewing two of my favorite people and two of the longest standing members of our community. In fact, these two were here before the community even existed, before we had cool shirts and cool you know, folders that we send things out in. Like They listened to me back in the day when I didn't even know what I was talking about. So Wes and Scott, you guys want to say what's up to everybody today? What's up, everybody? Hello. Hey, glad to be here. This yeah. is exciting. Yeah, thank you. It's such an honor to have you guys because especially over the last couple of years as we've been more proactive about you know, our weekly calls and our events, you know, I've gotten to know the two of you and really what drives you and what motivates you and inspires you in a whole different level. And it's been really fun to watch as you've, you know, unified on a vision, you've been uh, confident in the principles that are, that we've taught and you've gone out and applied them. And, And the growth I think that you guys have experienced over the last couple of years has been remarkable. And what I want to do before we talk about where you're at today I want to go back to back in the day. Uh, we were just kind of reminiscing on this a little bit. Um, I've known you guys since 2016. Is that kind of when we decided that that our relationship started? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I remember talking to you, Wes, about this whole thing, you know, life insurance and real estate and all the things. And then we had to go get Scott on board. And Scott was accommodating, but not necessarily on board. So kind of walk me through that initial, when we started setting everything up, kind of walk me through what led you to do something radically different. Well, I I was working and came across this infinite baking concept and was tired of working all the time and wanted to kind of get out of the rat race. So I presented this opportunity to Scott and he looked at me like I was insane and crazy. Like, why, why would we buy a life insurance policy and then take money out of it and then like do it on both of us? And, and you know, how is this even safe? This isn't the 401k that we've been told to put all our money in. And I had to convince him that (laughs) with your help, uh, that this was the right way to go. And uh, fortunately, it took a few calls. I think it took a few calls. It took (laughs) a few few calls. (laughs) But for anyone that's been in the game, I love that you mentioned you got that look, Wes. I think we've all got that look before. So guys, if you've been in this game and we we do things not just average better, we do the exact opposite. And so... When Wes is talking about taking money and putting it in life insurance, 
I know that sounds crazy, but that's literally what we do. We put money in life insurance as an investment. And then we have the audacity to take the money back out of the life insurance policy and go buy real estate, usually in a place that we've never seen or done before. So it sounds crazy. Scott, I totally get it, the, the look. But yeah. walk me through what you were thinking. Wes, was he found something. It was intriguing. It was exciting. And then he brings it to you. Walk me through what, what, what you were thinking back uh, when this was presented to you. Yeah, I, I had a hard time getting it. I mean, I've, I've been working for a bank for 20 years now. November will be 21 years. My mentality, just based upon how I grew up, I had a great childhood and we did tons of things as a family, but my father never put money aside for the future at all. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I never wanted to be in that position. And so I followed goldfish advice, right? Get your corporate job, uh, put your money into a 401k. And at some point in time, it'll be enough for you to be able to retire. So it was a totally different mindset. I, I honestly, so we had actually already purchased a rental property in Arizona. We bought in 2006 and, and mindset was asset value, right? Mm -hmm. Buy it, hold it. At that point, we were thinking, hold it for two years, turn around and sell it, make a chunk of money, do something with it. And we didn't, not at all, our mindset, not at all was almost like, you know, like we call it almost like a, like a vending machine, right? It's just something that generates cash flow. Yeah. Right? So when, when Wes came to me with this whole concept, for sure, I was not on board. Um, <laughs> the look, he got the look. <laughs> I trust him 100%. Wes is a genius. Um, and I knew that he wouldn't be looking into something or being ready to take that step without doing what was necessary as far as researching. But we got on some calls with you and you kind of talked through the concept. And honestly, the time in, the time in talking with you, you built our trust rather quickly. And, I'll tell you and, what. and talking about results and, and what you can accomplish. And it, it for sure is a mind shift but also super grateful that we made that choice. Well, when we met with you, you weren't just selling us the life insurance policy. You were actually helping us put it in action and you showed us some turnkey alternatives and, and we actually looked into right. and ended up going that route even before the cash flow tactics. So you were giving us the value uh, times 10 with this life insurance policy. You, you showed us that, hey, this is your policy now and here's what you can do with it. And because of that, we were able to get in the Memphis market and start buying some real estate after that. I love that. I love that. Before we go into the real estate side of things, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the psychology because I think we all have to go through this mindset shift eventually, right? And yeah. Scott, you mentioned that you grew up in a position where you know not saving was risky and you did not want to be in a position where you felt yeah. like you were at risk. And naturally... You know, when you follow the rules, like the traditional rules of go to school, get a job, put your money in, you know, some type of retirement plan, it feels like you're doing the right thing. And it feels like you're reducing your risk. And yeah. then when, you know, when Wes comes at you and says, hey, we're going to stop doing what we think we should be doing or what we've been taught to do. And we're going to do something completely opposite just from the like just from doing something so radically different that feels risky. Um, yeah. What have you learned about risk? from starting back in 2016 to today? What, what, like, what's been some of your mindset shifts about what risk is and what is inherently risky? Well, I mean, so I was a saver, right? And, and at some point, I wouldn't say scarcity, but I, I for sure was a saver because the, 
my what I perceived as my risk, my my biggest fear was I've been working for the bank long enough, had decent income, decent annual bonuses. The risk was um, it's also a very stressful job. And as of lately, especially there's been headcount reductions that have taken. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that the gentleman that started our office 25 years ago grew up from an office of nine to an office of 40. All of a sudden had to re-interview for his position against another guy in California. And he was given like a 15 minute notice before the entire Western region was being told that he was being let go. Right. Just last week, another person that I used to direct report to been with the bank for 25 years. Like same thing, given notice 15 minutes before the entire office was notified that he was being let go. So my biggest perception of risk was that I had worked hard to get to a certain level and either a, the, the stress of it all could ultimately get to me, um, to where I would potentially choose to do something else, which I still haven't done, but potentially being let it's go. It's getting close though. I last I talked to you, it's getting real close. <laughs> We're going to get to that though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it just, it's, that was my biggest risk, right? And and as a result, I wanted to save. I wanted to know that I had enough money set aside. So if that happened, then it, it I could I could weather the storm, right? Yeah. And I didn't perceive that as a vault. I perceived it as 401k in savings, right? And that mind shift has changed. And honestly, we're in a position to where we're not concerned about that risk anymore. Either one of us. We have We've, as we go up and we, we build our assets, we also continue to build our reserves. And so we both have the comfort of knowing that if we need to change things, we can, and we can still do what we're doing now. I think the biggest risk now is not living our life the way that we want to. I mean, mm-hmm. we've worked really hard to build an amazing family. We have great friends. We have so much. And the biggest risk is not taking advantage of what we have right now. Scott, I love, love, love that you said that. And I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, I I think when we talk about risk, at least for me, I was in the same boat, right? I thought having a job, that was the safe thing to do, right? Putting money in 401k because everyone was doing that, that was the safe thing to do. And, you know, for me over the years, I've learned, just like you said, I mean, I watched people in 2008, heads getting, you know, chopped without any notice, careers being like destroyed. And whether it happens out of, you know, companies cutting back or it just happens for one reason or another, being in a position that you're not in control of the income that you have and where your money's at and what it's going to do. Like now I realized that was the biggest risk that I was taking. And then when you go to where you guys are today, even bigger than that is living a deferred life, hoping for one day you can live your dreams versus pulling those dreams into the present. I, I've, I love having watched, been able to watch that kind of from kind of an outside perspective, you guys have done amazing, amazing, amazing with that with your kids. I, in fact, I think that's the number one thing I tell you guys about. I love your picture. Like I always see you guys out there doing adventures and I can't remember if it's Wes or Scott that's the, the master photo editor, but dang, those pictures look rad. <laughs> it's just camera plus. It's easy. It's free. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, so Wes, let's shift to you then, right? You were the one that had your curiosity peaked. Kind of walk us through that. How were you looking for something different, what prompted you to get on this path to start looking for something new and different? So I, you know, I would always grew up, you go to college, you get a job, and then you work that job and hopefully keep getting more bonuses or increases in pay. And I did that. I, I 
got the 100k salary i i did all of that and then once i did it it wasn't fulfilling it didn't make me happy it didn't hit all those check boxes that i thought it would as far as like getting to where i always thought or was told i need to get and you know i was in my 20s maybe turning 30s uh ish and i kind of looked at where i was and i knew i didn't want to be in that office for the next 20 30 years dealing with people that i have to hold my tongue you know because i don't i yeah. like them or they they don't make good decisions and it just was frustrating being in that scenario and having to go to that job every single day and when i saw like the opportunity. well yeah, yeah. The, the opportunity came with you guys and I saw that and it piqued my interest. And I said, this could be something, you know, we, we could have our own side bank account with this life insurance policy. And then let's see what we can do with that going forward. And that's how we got, came to you. It was, you know, awesome because I didn't know what I was doing and, and you helped guide us along even before cash flow tactics. And then now that we're in the game with cash flow tactics, it's accelerated our community. well, it's yeah. a community and it's accelerated yeah. our our path yeah. tremendously. Yeah, heck yeah. And speaking of the community, we're we're broadcasting this live. If you're not in our Facebook uh, community, guys, please take an opportunity to do that. There's comments coming in, and man, they're all comments of thank you so much, Wes and Scott, for all of your support. You've talked me through, through so many things. Uh, Ayla, thank you for the help you have given me. I appreciate you all. And celebrate the sushi dinners. They love seeing those sushi dinners. <laughs> so, as this is a major component of what we do, is look when you decide to take control over your financial future, it's scary, no doubt. It's hard. Uh, it, it requires you to become someone new. It requires you to think differently, act differently, and look at traditional methods, not with and you know trying to do them better, but like literally rejecting them and saying I'm going to do the exact opposite. And there's no way to slice or dice it. That's a scary and a hard thing to do. So being involved in a community helps a lot because then you can see, well, if Wes and Scott can do it and if that weirdo Ryan can do it and if all these other people can do it, then I might be able to do it, right? So the community helps a lot. What I want to talk a little bit about with you guys, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed over the last couple of years is we've really make, made a concerted effort around community involvement is um, it's usually one spouse. One, if, if there's a relationship, it's usually one person in the relationship that's in enough pain. Probably a lot like you, Wes, right? You were in enough pain. You didn't want to go to the office. You couldn't see yourself doing that for 30 years. And that person who's in the pain starts to look for different solutions to get, you know, to alleviate the pain. But then they have to go bring it to their spouse. How, like, what would be your recommendation for another couple that's trying to align themselves on a radically different financial strategy? How do you do that together when one spouse might be all in and the other spouse might be a little bit hesitant. What we did is we kind of <laughs> let me be the the canary in the the coal mine type things. Mm -hmm. But first I, I yeah. went through the process, got the the policy and kind of showed Scott that hey, this isn't going to kill us. This is something we can do. We have the funds available to do this. So let's give it a shot. And and that's the thing like just trying something it, that's the biggest key is, is to try I, I know as couples we kind of do the same thing pretty much every week every day especially if you have kids it's kind of 
wake up, get them to school. Groundhog day. So it's, you know, the same stuff and you don't really go get out of your comfort zone and try something new with this. We had to get out of our comfort zone because where we were currently wasn't where we wanted to be. So we had to grow as people to then get to the point where we wanted to be. And the growing was educating ourselves on the policy, educating ourselves on what we can do with the policy, looking at the returns of the policy for the last, you know, hundred years or so, and just seeing that these things have been around for since the beginning of a time. I think it was the first kind of contract or whatever that was ever created. And um, it, it's, it's hard to get someone on board without seeing the results. So by having one person producing the results, hopefully the other spouse in the relationship will kind of come along with you and, and join in on the results. But, you know, we've seen the benefit of the policies to the point where when we first created our policies, we were kind of conservative. And we didn't put as much as we probably could have or wanted to, knowing what we know now. Um, and the nice thing, too, about the policies is if you do go conservative, there's potential for opening up another policy down the road. Um, we've, been fortunate, we've been fortunate enough, too, though, to open policies for our kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, our goal is to have those policies have enough cash value for when they turn 18, 20, whatever, to have, um, be able to hand those over and let them utilize those policies. Mm. So much wisdom in that, guys. I want to kind of point out some of the, just pick out some of those key nuggets in there. You know, you mentioned that in order to get different results, you have to be willing to try something new, right? And I think you're exactly right. As human beings, we kind of fall into routines and those routines can serve us well, but they can also hold us back. And we have to understand that, look, the life that we want, the life that we envision, if we're willing to have a bold dream, will require us to do something different because we're good enough to produce the results that we have right now. I mean, look around your world today, wherever you're listening to this, are you satisfied with the results of your efforts up to this point, right? And I would imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, you want more and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's actually, that's the reason we're all here on earth, in my opinion, is to grow and progress and advance and to learn. And we learn, not necessarily in a book, you know, a book can kind of help fill us with some knowledge. Like you said, Wes, you did some due diligence or research, you went out and, re, you know, researched the insurance companies, but you probably learned the most when you wrote a check and you put money in and you took it out and you bought your first piece of real estate, you did something, you took the action. What are your thoughts on that? What's, how does someone go from learning to applying? What, what's been your best practice for in, in your game plan as you guys have applied it? Just jump in, just well, make the decision, make the decision and do it. I mean, we did it smart. I mean, we, we listened to what you said as far as setting a foundation and establishing relationships. We took a trip to Memphis and, and, and met with a turnkey, right? We toured neighborhoods. We did some research, but at a certain point in time, you have to just make that decision to just start on that path. And it, and it may not be exactly what you think it's going to be. And there's going to be challenges that come along um, through that process. But you have to make the decision to just to just start. And if, if, if you sit on the sidelines and overanalyze it, you'll get paralysis by analysis, right? You get too caught up in the weeds and you just have to make that decision to just 
take that step. And what's awesome now is, I mean, now there's the community and you can reach out to people and we've made such great connections, not no, not only just online, but personally, and, and we've, and we've now built friendships and now you can reach out to others. I mean, we reach out, people reach out to Wes. I mean, it's, that is some additional support, right? That maybe some of these other things that are out there don't have. And it's, it's a genuine community too. It's, I mean, it clearly there's people that care about other people. And, and honestly, it's, I think of it as like a top down thing. It, it's within any organization, government, whatever it's top down and, and you and, and Jimmy and Brad clearly care about what you do and care about the people that you work with. And it just flows through everybody. Hmm. Thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate like everything you guys just said, because that is the key to success. Just do it. I mean, there is no easy solution other than have a dream big enough to push you to take action, right? That's really what it is. So guys, as you look back, you've been in the game now six, six years, really applying your game plan. And I would say pretty focused on it, pretty diligent and focused on it for the last three years. Yeah. Um, I know you've probably had a lot of wins along the way, but as you look back, what's been your biggest win that you can mark and say, look, our life is markedly changed because of this win? I, I would say, well, the biggest one was getting in the community, um, but then uh, applying the knowledge that we learned, the, the entity structure was huge and the, the tax um, tax info that we've been getting has been tremendous Jeff help. James. Yeah, the, it, it, it's changed our, we, we had them go back through our tax returns and we, we ended up getting a bunch of money back because of it. So, yeah, <laughs> That's just, awesome. That was your money so, all along. We just inadvertently sent it to the government because we didn't know how to play the game. I love yeah. that. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it's been crazy just the amount of knowledge transfer we've gotten from the community um, and been able to apply it to our lives. It's it, it's really, like you said, it, the last three years have accelerated um, our lives. The first three year, um, when we had the policy, we we're kind of going slow and, and I'm grateful for that slowness because if we would have gone as fast as we did this last year, I don't think we would have had all our, no. um, structures in place, you know, know what to do, when to do it and, and how to do it. it. It would have been probably too quickly and then put us out of the game because we wouldn't have had that infrastructure set up or the, mm. the foundation set up. So order of operations matters. Oh, it you definitely. can't get too far over your skis. If you get yeah, too, that's your skis, otherwise you're falling down on your face. You're gonna lose it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, Jimmy will appreciate blocking tackling, right? You got to block and tackle, and 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 put your systems in place and learn the basics and have the things that you are that you need to have to be ready to go. And then once you do, it's just trusting it. Just rip it, rip it, and go. And that's what happened in twenty for us. I mean, we we had the confidence in what we were doing. We had our foundation set. We had built it back out again. And then it was just one property after another, after another. And then, you, next, you know, it was the end of the year. And I think we did 11. Oh, and you did 11 and you got to 11 at the end of 2020 or you did no, 11? No, we, 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 we purchased the last You guys did 11 properties in 2020? Yeah. We closed on the same day. We each closed on a property. I, I remember just, that. We, That's we awesome. had our notary like literally flipping documents to each of us at the same time. It's nuts. I never, I, I never would have thought we would be doing something like that. That's a tremendous hustle right there. Um, yeah. Success is never given, right? The wins are not given, they're earned. So as you look back, 
what are some of the greatest challenges and what are some of the greatest learning that you've had by going through those challenges? Well, I, th I think our primary challenge was finding turnkey properties that were right. within our range of what we wanted. One of the turnkey providers we were using, they're basically, you're getting one a year. So you can't really go that fast with them. And we had to then kind of build relationships with other providers to then have access to those uh, houses and be able to do the 10. But it, it was crazy last year. I just, yeah. But, but also, I mean, we, we learned and we did what we needed to do. And we took another trip to Memphis and we met the people and did the time as well as money investment to, to build that relationship again, to build that trust. We'd already, we already had it with the other company, but the, the amount of flow was just limited. Yeah. Right? We're still on the list. We, yeah. we love getting those properties once a year. year. Like, I'm still on the list too. I get it. I, 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 I feel <laughs> yeah. bad because like I sabotage my own my own best list by referring to my <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that, guys, um, because that, that really is it right there. I mean, I, I believe and just I've watched you like I, it's been fun because I've been able to watch your, you know, what do you want to say, transformation or your confidence grow. And I think a lot of that comes from your curiosity is peaked. And in the beginning, you just don't know what you don't know, but you have enough curiosity to take a tentative step forward. And on that tentative step forward, it's super scary, right? It's super scary to put money in a, in a life insurance contract and then to take money out and then to go buy a piece of real estate. Those things are scary. But you once you did it, you realize it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as what maybe your stories or your anxiety or your thoughts build it up to be. And you also realize that you're capable of more. And I think a lot of it's just a matter of taking one step at a time. And with every step you take, your confidence starts to turn from confidence into certainty. Certainty that you can do it. Certainty that you are the solution. Certainty that when one obstacle is put in your way, you're going to find a way through that obstacle to get to the result that you want. And I, I've, it's been fun watching you guys build that certainty. Would you like? Would you agree that that certainty comes with uh, with action and with taking taking one step at a time? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, even to, to build on that, you know, we have the certainty of our foundation right now, and that's allowing me to kind of look and do other things. I'm doing some side consulting for tech stuff, and I'm trying to open up my own online e-commerce business. And, you know, so it, things that I probably wouldn't have even thought about or dreamt about are kind of now becoming a reality. And it's, it's helping me grow as an individual too. Well, let's talk about that because that I think that's a really fun, uh, natural like kind of byproduct of what happens when you get in, involved with this game of setting these short range targets. You start to see more possibilities, and maybe those possibilities were always there. Maybe they weren't, but as your confidence grows, you start to get more bold in declaring the life that you want and going after it. So, what have you guys seen in terms of like side hustles and you know? being able to see more opportunities in your life and in your financial plan? I've seen the opportunity of being able to potentially leave my job and just do consulting when I want it and on, on the terms that I want it. And that's that's been awesome. I, I'm to the point where I'm kind of just having my job for the, the medical benefits and, and kind of the, the constant income, which... Uh, is allowing me then to focus my time and energy on 
doing building my side hustle and, and getting clients and, and starting to build a rapport with them and and you know hopefully the goal is to, to get a few more clients and then be able to just kind of step back from my w2 and and then go down the rabbit hole of uh helping other people with their businesses so Heck yeah and i think cft is going to be one of your clients here very very shortly we're getting ready to, uh, to have that conversation love that let me let me ask you a couple more questions just to kind of round out your story here. Um, you know, walk walk us back for someone who's new in the game, right? They're curious. I mean, because it's a different market than it was when you guys started, and it'll be a different market, you know, a year from now. So there's always going to be reasons why someone shouldn't get in the game. What is the reason to get in the game? Time flies. At first, it may seem a little slow, and and again, building that foundation, having those systems in place is important. But when we were in St. Louis, you and I talked, and and I was like, I looking back a few years, I never would have thought that we would have been in this position. But we're talking about time, right? And and when we got introduced to each other, and then we actually started to purchase properties, and before you know it, several years have gone by. And so just start, just, just get started and set yourself on the path because like we were talking about also earlier with Chad, I mean, things can change dramatically quickly without you expecting it and own your time. Right. And, and just, just take that, take the step. I mean, it's, yeah. I think the people who are getting in the game right now and, and kind of, with the low inventory of real estate, it's your guys' whole saying is, you know, live free, financially free in 10 years or less. Um, and it's not 10 minutes or less. It's not this year or less. It, right. It's it's 10 years. Real estate goes in cycles. We've seen it, all, you know, two, about five years ago, there was probably no inventory. And shortly after that, there was quite right. a bit of inventory. Um, and now again, we're having issues with inventory, but it it's shouldn't, difficult. it shouldn't put you out of the game. You need to get creative. You need to start looking at the markets that you are intending to be in and build relationships with those people in the markets. Look at maybe do it. If you have cash burning a hole in your pocket, potentially look at some other options to, other than real estate, maybe some, uh, lend personal lending or, uh, you know, some other realms where you can make your money work for you other than just throwing it in the 401k and waiting for it. If your money mm -hmm. in the 401k or some other, well, primarily 401k and you're That's younger, plan. you're, yeah, you're ten, <laughs> you have, that money's locked away for longer than 10 years. So I, I would hope people don't get frustrated with the whole lack of inventory. We're, we're frustrated too. We want to, you know, <laughs> buy a couple more this year as well, but We'll see what's in the cards for us. If it doesn't happen, we we'll figure something else we out. can, you know, yeah. deploy that money somewhere else and, and maybe let other people use it to buy property, then we can get a return on it. So much wisdom, guys. So much wisdom from being in the trenches and actually doing the work. And and one thing I want to point out, uh, this will highlight the next question I want to ask you. You you mentioned time flies. And it absolutely does. I mean, time is the one thing that we can't buy more of, right? As much money as we have, as much, you know cash we have in our vault or whatever it is, as much power we have, we can't get more time and time flies and we get what we get. And when it's gone, it's gone. Um, I think one of the things I've admired most about you guys, and I'm, I'm so fascinated about how you do this, you guys embody the live free spirits. You're out 
having adventures. And I remember when I first got going on this journey of trying to become financially free, I had this really lofty vision of what I thought financial freedom was. I thought it was the the big houses and the cars and the yachts and all that stuff, because that's kind of what's marketed to us, right? How have you guys found the courage and also the drive to live free? What what drives you guys to do what you're doing? Our family, each mm. other, our kids. You know, I want I want our kids to be able to have the best life possible, right? I want us to have the best life possible. And that what more of a drive do you need than your spouse and your kids? Yeah, it's it's I mean and again, like I said, I I had a great childhood. We did awesome things, but you also need to be prepared for what comes after that, right? Family legacy and being able to put your kids in a, in a great position to be able to succeed even better than what we did, right? So and it's just, you know, for us, I think it's, it's, it's just kind of, I mean, everybody has their situation. We had to work really hard to be able to have a family. And that's, you know, that's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. And, and I know we talked about this, but, you know, we decided to take a step. I mean, we had several options of things that we could have done to start our family. And we ultimately end up in the path of, of foster. And that was, I mean, talk about the hero's journey. That's, I mean, lots of, lots of abysses over, I mean, in all in all, like a three year process and two years to be able to adopt lots of abysses in that journey. And as a result, we have two amazing kids. And, and during that whole process, we, I mean, we have awesome friends, awesome family that supported us through it. And we, we worked really hard. Not only as far as what we've done in our game plan, we worked really hard just to be able to get a family. And yeah, that's that's what we fight for. That's what we yeah. that's what we live for. Our our kids' last day of uh, school is tomorrow, so our son will be going into sixth grade. Our daughter will be going into fifth grade, and we have about eight years before they're moving yeah. out of the house. <laughs> and then I kind of like look at that. We've had the kids in our house longer than what they're going to be in our house now, you know, for, for the next eight years, hopefully we got to enjoy that, that time with them and show them what your life can be like when you work hard, focus and get things done. I love that guys. And, and you're absolutely right. As you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are, time flies. How much longer do you have with your kids in your house? How much longer do you have um, you know, with your spouse, with your health, whatever that might be, you've got to find a way to drive some urgency into your life and your financial plan. And here's one thing I'm, I want to ask you guys about as well. You guys are always out having little adventures. I thought financial freedom was these big lavish vacations and that might be part of it or some of it to a certain extent, but how do you embody living free just on a weekend in your local neighborhood? Like how have you guys adopted that mindset to get out and live intentionally you know, every single day, every single weekend? You know, it's something that we've always kind of done even yeah. before kids, but I, my vision of like a grand trip is, is, is going camping or, you know, I love the outdoors. I love exposing the kids to the outdoors. We, we don't really have these huge elaborate vacations that we go on. Like you said, it's, it's more finding 
a common ground with our family and experiencing things together. So whether that be going on a hike to a waterfall that's, you know, mile, an hour drive from here um, or taking the kids to Disneyland a couple years ago. This year we actually are looking at the, the grandiose uh, <laughs> vacation. Now you're going to do it, huh? <laughs> we're, 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 we feel like uh, we, we kind of need to celebrate yeah. when they're so young and um, we're taking them to Disney World in October for mm. – celebration of this yeah. last year in general that's uh, awesome but our, you know we we Sick. just want to expose our kids to different opportunities other than a electronic device that's normally what is sitting in front of a kid's face all, all the time singles wins too right i mean it your your win doesn't have to be a home run so it's kind of taking that mentality of don't necessarily swing for the fences all the time and you know, I mean, for me, like, I mean, 2020, like COVID, I mean, prior to that, Wes pretty much like took the kids and dropped them off and picked them up from school like 90% of the time because I worked downtown. He went the other direction. It worked out easier for him. A win for me is taking the kids and dropping them off at school. They're, Eli now says, well, just drop me off at the curb. I'm like, I'm not dropping you at the curb. I'm going to walk you. Because <laughs> he's 10 now. He doesn't want his dad to him a hug. I get it. He to walk away it. from me. He's like, bye, dad. I'm like, get over here. And that's, I mean, I, that, I, I love that. And that's, that's not a vacation. That's, yeah. uh, that, and that, that costs like no money. And, you know, I, I love doing that. And so it's, it's so easy to do small wins, really. And a lot of it doesn't necessarily take a whole lot of, a whole lot of money it's just appreciating what you have and kind of just pausing for a little bit totally agree and i i believe guys um as you're listening to this i believe those little wins they inspire you in your game plan they inspire you in your life because when you're truly enjoying the life that you live you're inspired to do everything you can to protect it and to expand it right and yeah. so guys, get out there and it's not it doesn't have to be hard right get out there and go for a hike get out there and drop your kids off at the school live intentionally that's what this movement is all about financial freedom isn't about one day you'll have a nice cabin up in the woods no financial freedom is a lifestyle that you live right now and the, the more active you are in that the faster your game plan will go and I've, I've noticed that with the two of you um just how fast your game plan's gone because of the intention that you bring to the table so Guys, any final words of wisdom that you would have uh, for anyone, you know, interested in the community, interested in the game of financial freedom, what would you recommend or tell someone that's that's curious but hasn't actually stepped stepped into it yet? Reach out to the community. I mean, if, if you have, I mean, number one, get on a call with you guys. Like I said, having those conversations with you, Ryan, cinched it for me, and and just seeing and hearing the honesty as as far as what you communicated and how you communicate it made a huge difference for me. And again, back then we didn't have the community. So reach out to anybody that's on here. I mean, we've we see people in our, in our calls. We, we see people in person when we go, um, what better resource than to, I can't imagine anybody on here not being willing to respond and proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, it's, you have people here that have, taking the advice and, and, and follow the path and, and everybody's, you know, they wouldn't be a part of it if they didn't believe in it. Yeah. So. Love that. 
I just I don't know any other investment vehicle that guarantees you a payout at the end. <laughs> my 401k is not guaranteeing a payout. My my life insurance policy is guaranteeing a payout. And I I like that sense of the sense of safety and knowing that my family is not I'm not gonna be a burden on my family when I'm no longer here. Yeah. Having kind of that in place has me happy and and kind of ready to to do what I need to do with my family and and go on and and live my life. Love that. Love that. Well, final question for you guys. Final question. What is your next big target? You knocked down 11 properties in 2020. What do you guys have stacked up in your game plan? It could be financial. It could be something else. What's your next big target you're working on? Non-financial. Uh, fishing trip to Alaska. Oof. Mom. Uh, yes. Like, yes. Like I talked about that. That's a that's a bucket list item for for Wes's mom, and uh, we know our kids would love it. And so, non financial for sure. We wanna we wanna do that. Financial. I mean, we're we're too away from locking out our our Fanny Freddies. So it's it's strategies on. I don't know if it'll be bundle loaning three of them so we can get back in and do more or whatever the case may be. But, you know, getting to where we're at now gives us security. Like Wes talked about side hustles for me. I mean, with the changes, like I said, somebody just got let go. A person that has been with our office for many, many years. I mean, people are freaking out and I, I, I feel horribly for the person that that happened to, but I'm not, I'm not freaking out. It, yeah. it, it's, it's for me, it gives me peace of mind to to know right um but we don't want to stop there we want to we want to obtain more properties i don't know if it's i don't know if it's 30 doors 35 or or whatever but that just expands what we're able to do and uh that fits within like our five-year plan i guess so give, give more properties that's the goal Two more properties locking in that 20. I, I believe guys this is my fundamental belief everyone out there should own at least 20 properties that foundation is your foundation we call it your middle class welfare check uh you have to get in the game to find out why but you guys are too yeah. away from that it's gonna be awesome i can't wait to recognize you at the next annual event with your 20 property award so guys thank you so much for coming on with us today i know you're an yeah. inspiration to not just me but so many people as evidenced by the comments so many people in the community you've been an inspiration to a lot like you just said scott you've been willing to share and you've been open to to you know sharing your experience and um, you've proven that it can be done, right? No matter where you start, no matter whether you were looking for it or not, no matter whether Wes got the look in the beginning and had to work his way through it, whatever it is, it can be done. So my friends, if you're ready, if you're ready to become financially free in 10 years or less, it starts with taking the first step. And the first step for most people in our community is the Rise Up Live Free five-day challenge. Give us five days, and we'll walk you through exactly how the strategy works. First and foremost, we're going to show you why you will never be financially free following traditional strategies. And I want that word to sink in. You will never be free following traditional strategies. Once you understand that, then it opens you up to the exact opposite, exactly what Wes and Scott have been talking about and implementing for the last few years. And it'll show you how it's not as hard as you think. So if you're ready to get going, go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash challenge. Get in the Facebook community and start interacting with everyone there and seeing that it's not just hype. It's not just theory. It's reality if you're willing to take action. So guys, again, Wes and Scott, thank you so much for sharing your insight, your story today. It means so much to me and the community. 
And uh, we will see you guys on the mastermind call probably later on this week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that last episode. And thanks so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on this podcast? All you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast and do three simple things. Number one, leave a rating and review telling us what you think of the podcast. Number two, in that review, ask anything you want related to your path to becoming financially free. And third, if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Rise Up Live Free Podcast.